Hello everyone and welcome to space. If you look out your left window, you'll see a big pile of nothing. While looking out your right window, we'll show you the vast emptiness of infinite space. Now that you feel small, let's talk about Solaris! On this journey to unfitherto for unknown fancy words space is my good friend Craig. Hello, welcome to space. Thank you. Are there complimentary peanuts? No, I'm allergic. Punch and pie? I, I'm allergic. Okay. <laughs> oh, well, I have to worry about allergies. Oh, hang on. Punch and pie. I thought you said punch and pie. Like as in fisticuffs with a pie. <laughs> no. That's... I... No, Craig. That's not... <laughs> okay. I pictured a very old-fashioned man with a mustache giving the dukes up <laughs> to a pie. That was pretty good. Okay. <clears throat> down to business. Okay, so today we were scheduled to talk about Stellaris. Console edition specifically. But what happened while we were both playing this was something rather interesting, so this will be kind of a split episode. But to get us started, first let's talk about the stats. So Stellaris was developed by Paradox Development Studio, God bless their little souls, and it released on Windows, OS X, and Linux in 2016, with the console editions coming out in 2019. Now, this is a 4X specifically grand strategy game. If you don't know what that means, hopefully we can enlighten you a little bit about it. So, Craig, what's your history with space? In general? Yeah. Oh, I, heaps, heaps of history with space. I love space. I've loved space since I was a child. I like space games. I like games that let you go into space. I like games that let you float about. And I like games, videos, VR, and all other things that put you in a bit of peril in space, for example, oh no, the oxygen is running out. Get more. Um, I like I like space a lot. I like I like the thought of space. I like the fact that it's gigantic, and you know you can, you're never going to see a fraction of it. And you know it's, it's some people find that terrifying. I find it slightly calming. I am one of those people that mm. find it terrifying, and also I'm very bored by space. It's a big ball of nothing oh, okay. in a bigger ball of nothing. Um, ah. Yeah, I, 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 there's no interest in space with me. Science fiction, on the other hand, yeah, 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 I can dig some science. Not as much as fantasy, but I like me some science fiction. So, then naturally your love of space would lead to a love of this game, right? Eh, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I like, I like the definitive answer there. Okay. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, let's just get okay, so well, why don't you explain uh, briefly what happened to you as you started playing this game? Yeah, so I had a couple of... I've had many an attempt. I played it on the console for a wee bit and couldn't even figure out how to open some of the panels. So um, we might go into, you know, like, 
how many buttons and what all the buttons yeah. do. I don't know how deep we're going. But I found it very overwhelming and I very quickly gave up and messaged Dave and says, I can't do this. It's going to kill me. Uh, then I got it for PC because I thought, well, surely it's going to be easier on PC. And sure enough, it is easier on PC because you can see where your mouse is and click on things. Uh, so I started the game. I had to look at the... There's a monumental amount of options just to get a game set up, but you're you're looking at establishing, a, you know, like a setup for your gal- the shape of the galaxy and the, just the solar systems and the AI enemy or AI peoples that are about the place and the types of planets and all that. There's so much depth to just setting up this game that I just kind of like left everything on default, started, and then you're hit with... A, everything. A, a vast... Well, you've had with the the choice of what race you're going to be to start with. So I just found one that was, you know, like the xenophile. You get on with other species and cultures. Great. I'll go with that. I'm going to play this like a political genius. This is before I knew what was going to happen. And then when you start the game, you are hit with so many buttons and so many things. There's a fantastic tutorial to work through, which I didn't look at the first time. I dismantled a lot of my ships by accident and then gave up. Okay. (laughs) So then I went back, (laughs) redid the tutorial, got a grasp on, you know, like the rough order of things to get started. You know, when you first start, you want to pause, because it's in real time, you want to pause the game you want to set up your actions, familiarise yourself with the local solar system and try and find some planets to survey and things. And I kind of I got to grips with the flow of the early game. Uh, and then it just, I tried and tried and tried, but it's just, I am not strategic. I don't have a strategic bone in my body. I'm a man of impulse. So I just... Which, I, it's so if cool. I can interject here is weird mm-hmm. for somebody as stealth-driven as you. But stealth is different. It's very active. And it's it's a problem. It's a puzzle that you're trying to solve. Stellaris and Grand Strategy in general is four billion things that you're trying to think of while managing, you know, resources. <laughs> Which is weird because I find stealth really boring. Yeah. Yeah, well, this maybe maybe I peek at stealth. Maybe I can only deal with a single problem at a time, and I want to dig my teeth into the most complex of problem. But I don't want to micromanage a lot of problems. All right. So this this is going to be a format we don't take very often. A lot of this will be let's interview Craig because. Uh, it's a perspective that I don't see very often because, of course, if you like strategy games, you run in circles where other people like strategy games, right? Like, it's just the way it goes. Um, there, I, I would like to talk about the game broadly as a whole, but this is not going to be so much a in-depth look at Stellaris as much as an in-depth look at what a game like Stellaris is to somebody who doesn't play strategy games. Um, all right. So I have a bunch of questions in my notes for you. Not a bunch, but, you know. Oh, jeez. Okay. The first note I have... I didn't know this was going to happen, <laughs> by the way. Yeah, yeah, I'm springing this on Craig. Um, my first note is, sorry, Craig. And then the next note being, I don't think, oh, boy. I don't think there's apologies. And, like, it's not... It's, like, see, if I ask you to play a point-and-click adventure, 
and you're like, oh my God, this is the most monotonous, boring thing. There's nothing to apologise for here because as far as I can tell, this is a brilliant game. You know, like, it's not <laughs> well, It's not anything against the game. I, we've, I think we've long passed in our relationship and, and doing the show where we apologise for maybe picking games the other person doesn't like. I'm more apologising yeah. because in this, and you can speak to this, you learn. You learn mm-hmm. a lot of things you have to hold in your brain. This is not a simple, okay, what build do I want to go in this video game that I don't like? It's very much a, all right, so, you know, math's a thing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Uh, oh, go ahead. No, on you. Well, you're my on, first so. question was, uh, I think the tutorial does an admirable job. But mm-hmm. it doesn't teach you how to play. Like this, the tutorial does a job of setting up the board but it doesn't tell you how the pieces move. To use a chess analogy. How yeah. equipped did you feel after the tutorial? Um, like I knew where everything was and I knew like I was looking for stability in my empire, my space empire. So I knew that I had my resources on the top and I knew that I needed to go and start surveying ships and trying to explore and expand the my space domain as quickly as possible. So I kind of knew what I needed to do, which I didn't know when I skipped the tutorial. So that's like a, a bonus. Um, it was you, the interface itself. You've got your resources and your consumable type bits and all that along the top. You've got everything to do with your galaxy or, you know, you've got your po- politics and everything on the left. Um, and I just, I, again, I just found it overwhelming. So you've got, you've got a map and you start exploring and I felt like after the tutorial, I had the tools to kind of roughly, vaguely survive, but with no idea what was to come when other AIs started interfering. Like, I immediately thought that everyone was hostile, not even considering that because I was a xenophile race of humans to start with, that I was going to be making friends. I know you make friends. And the whole point, you win a game by making friends with everyone, killing everyone, or owning most of the universe. Like, there's there's pretty specific win requirements. And I couldn't see myself getting any way forward in any of the requirements. Okay. Like I didn't know I didn't know how to get better. Like so so and then I, my question is along with tutorial, would you have found it a help to have basically a scenario played out for you as you played it of like I mean, oh God. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I know exactly what, like, or I think I know exactly what you mean. Like, it would have been great if, for the majority of things, like, if you were approached by a neighboring race of people to make friends with, that the game went, hang up a second, this is what's happening. This, you need to, you know, negotiate and trade and do what you need to do with this. And this is how you tell if you're doing good. Equally, if you are invaded or you need to, take over, I don't know what, like, annex yeah. a certain portion of space for yourself. I want to annex this place because I want the resources of these places. And, by the way, when you overtake a planet, you just terraform it. You don't even, like, it's flipping insane. Unless I did something wrong, you're annihilating, like, an entire planet's worth of things. You can... To just get the... Res- you can... There's a couple of things you can do when you take over a planet. <laughs> You can oh, no. genetically alter your species to fit in and enlighten them to bring them into your 
uh, thing, you can actively mm-hmm. um, wipe them out, kind of like you did with a giant Genesis laser. Or uh-huh. you can say, hey, we own this planet now, but you guys, you're cool. You stay the way you are. We're You open a migration treaty where then, you know, there are some of their people in your empire and some of your people in their empire. And they're more like vassal states. Like there's a bunch of uh-huh. – if there's anything we learned here today, it's that in Solaris, there are a lot of options for everything. There are. And I think this is this is the thing when we talk about my the my strategy – or my love of strategy with a stealth game, I'm, I am looking at a pretty specific puzzle. I, there is no grand strategy. There is no massive picture. There's no point to it other than I want to solve that specific... It's my personality. I get, like My job is getting thrown at problems and fixing a problem and then moving on to the next problem. There's nothing else. You're not it. deciding the direction the university should go in. No, no, def- yeah. no, definitely. So, not. so my next note is the scope and scale of this can be really overwhelming. What for mm-hmm. you would have made this more manageable? And probably if it was a different game, <laughs> if it was XCOM, <laughs> <laughs> if, if it's XCOM, that be it, it, it's difficult. I think one of the things that a grand strategy could do, and this definitely like. Um, again, unless I missed a point, this is thrown in the deep end stuff. This isn't, yes. you've got a planet. Let's sort your planet out and then we might explore a wee bit and then it unlocks the ability to explore a wee bit. And then it's like, oh, you've now got two planets, so you need to manage your resources. So all of a sudden the top bar unlocks and you now manage it. There's no staging, it feels like. There's nothing. It's a, you lead this planet. So, so, so to you, it feels like you're starting at a halfway point through a different game. Yeah, yeah. It's really bizarre. I've never, like, I must have never played a game like this before because I've never felt so overwhelmed with options and, like, confusion at what I'm actually supposed to be focusing on. The game, to the game's benefit, you can pause it and you can see what the hell is going on. Yeah. You know, like, pausing. As I get, like, last week we ftl or whatever last time with ftl i pause a lot to think but ftl in itself is a much smaller scope you're on a ship you're managing that ship you're trying to traverse across a place it isn't it isn't this massive political resource management people management battle mechanic laden exploration it's just got everything it's just, it feels, it's, even just talking about it, my brain is stalling. <laughs> okay, so so then, like, a few questions for you. Like, knowing what I know of what you've played, did you not run into this problem with Frostpunk? No, because Frostpunk is, Frostpunk is, like, nowhere near as difficult as this to figure out what's going on with Frostpunk. You have got a survey team that you send out and says, we'll be back in three days, mate, don't worry about us. Great, fire and forget. Your city building is on a circle and you know you've got 40 people so you need at least 40 space, forty beds for them to sleep in and you can see your power and everything there really clearly. Whereas, again, this Stellaris to me feels like you've got Frostpunk on a planet and you've got a different Frostpunk on a different planet. <laughs> That's a fair Plus point. You've got, you've got four FTLs going on out in space and then you've got a bit of command and conquer over there because you're doing so- like it, again. I'm 
I, I, I have to stop myself because every time I start trying to describe what I felt like I was doing, it felt, oh God, that's the doorbell. It felt like I was getting overwhelmed. Okay, so um, uh, if I can go on a little streak for a bit. So if you're curious about Stellaris, Stellaris is very much kind of in the vein of Masters of Orion. Uh, if you're familiar, not not you, Craig, because I don't think you're familiar with that. <laughs> no. um, uh, think with Masters of Orion, with a little bit of Crusader Kings thrown in, and a healthy, 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 healthy chunk of planet management. Um, personally, I, I think there are, there are some things I like and some things I dislike about this, but um, this is a game that. Like, Craig, you just got into, not not got into, but you just kind of became familiar with Civ 6, I believe? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I, can't even, I can't even work Civ 6, and even Civ 6 feels simple compared to this. And I, I still, Civ, I think I'm not a strategy person. I mean, I'll, put, I'll say that up front. <laughs> oh, no, no, that's fair. Yeah, um, anyway. Sorry. Oh, no, it's, it's, it's fine. Um... One thing that that I've noticed that more strategy games are are doing is the placards, like the little event chains that pop up. I think Frostpunk does this too, right? Like the oh hey, you've hit a scenario, and here's a little blurb about yeah. it. What do you do? Out of curiosity, were those fun for you, or were they more of a ah, just let me get back to what I'm doing? Uh, it, those are the bits that make the most sense, like a scenario takes you back into it. I have one thing to focus on. I've got a problem. Something's moved somewhere. Something's changed somewhere. I've got a problem I need to address. And I think I vaguely know how to do it using all of these buttons. So a scenario, again, like Stellaris might make more sense if it, if it came in missions and it said, mission one, you've got to expand to take up three more planets and then it stops. And then mission two is a different scenario. Mission three, you've been invaded. Go and do this. But because it doesn't feel like that, it feels more like a perpetual game. Those those pop-ups yeah. start making much more sense. It just locks it back down. It refocuses you. Okay. Me. Cause not not you. What? No, me. no, no. Like, I mean, I mean, you, you, you talk about me like I'm some grand strategy king i have yet to win a game at this but i think that's something that most people that aren't familiar with strategy genre it's a trap you fall into you're not expected to win all the time you're expected to like uh, here's a here's a bad example but it kind of gets my point across the country of canada is number one in nothing on a global scale except maple syrup and hockey but they, as a country, are not failed. They're doing fine. So being number two or number three is not necessarily a failed state in a grand strategy game. Sure, it's, it, it's great if you can win, but for the most part, you're just more or less experiencing... Like, uh, here's a good example, right? Like, one time, you know, my, my, uh, my scientists come across this giant space machine that's just sitting there. And it's whirring away. And you get the choices of like, do I push the button? Do we hold back and study it more? Or do we blow it up? And just experiencing little things like that are what makes it fun 
for me, even if you're not going to win. Uh, another example would be, like, I like playing as fungus people. I just do. I don't know why. Fungus people are cool, right? So Dave has the space fungus empire of Daveopolis. And they're doing great. They're doing wonderful. I come across a primitive species that's in the steam age. And I'm like, well, you guys, we have lasers up here. Come join us. And these bird people are like, hey, that's great. And then we uplift them. They come into the space age and I'm like, you are now a part of my empire. Let's get along. Then their people start mingling with my people. And then it turns out they're all a bunch of dirty criminals. And my fungus empire slowly turns into this drug-addled crime empire. Whereas I lost. Like, like, like I just fell apart. My, my empire fell apart. But I don't view that as wasted time because that's a fun thing to have happen even if you don't win. Whereas with you, are you still sitting in that, well, if I didn't win, it's wasted time? Yeah. It feels like a roguelike or a roguelite or a roguelike that takes a billion hours to lose that you then have, like, I, it just feels like wasted time. We know this from roguelikes. This is why I don't like roguelikes. I play it for three minutes and I die and I'm like, oh, for God's sake. Okay, no, 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 that, that, that's a decent point. Like, there, there's a problem with strategy games, uh, especially grand ones, where you can learn, lose on turn 10, but not know it until turn 100. Yeah. And for you, that does, just playing the game itself and doing the best you can, not worth it. So then you're always... It doesn't... Sorry, go ahead. It, it doesn't release... For my ADHD-riddled brain, it doesn't release enough endorphins for me to go, hey, I'll do that again, because that made me feel good. It, it's just frustrating. Okay. That's that's an odd way of looking. Like, and, and I'm not like studying like a bug under glass. It's just, I, yeah, I, I mean, maybe that's why I click with roguelikes as much as I do, too. It's like, well, I didn't accomplish anything, but I learned stuff. So it's not a waste of time. Um... All right, then. Let's move on to a different question. Would you have preferred if this was turn-based as opposed to real-time? Maybe. Maybe, maybe like, turn-based puts a pause on things. Making it turn-based means that if you're going to war, then you've got a good chance to set and figure things out. And it's not like you're just pausing and unpausing. And, like, a turn-based game to me means you've built a a strategy like it's back to a mini strategy you've got a mini strategy of how you do you combat or how you do this that or the other so i do like a turn-based game and it might help but at the end of the day it's not going to help the fact that you know people you know people are trying to overthrow the monarchy that i've put in in one place and this that and the other in the other place it doesn't get rid of that overwhelming nature this this is all compounded by the fact that my brain is fucked right now. You do know that. <laughs> like, yes, yes. <laughs> well, like, like, um, first off, I didn't know you you'd never played a grand strategy game before. So when I'm like, Craig, it's a grand strategy game, you're like, all right. And I'm like, all right. Yeah. I so thought you meant it was really. It's a grand one. It's really good. Never. So, I've never, I, I genuinely, I can say I have never, ever, ever experienced a game like that. That's that's as in depth. 
it makes me sound like an idiot, but I just have, I've never crossed my... Well, oh, okay, if, if you don't mind me switching a little bit to a different game. So, like, Civ, did you feel as overwhelmed and left out by Civ? Eh, not quite as overwhelmed, but it just, it was that, what Civ did, I got Civ, and I played it, and I could get so far of the way through it. But at the end of the day, if I'm on a losing streak, I could already see that I'm I'm not going to accomplish what I'm trying. I need to accomplish. It makes me not want to go on, and it's really it wears me down as a human. That kind of thing where you've lost, and I I can see I'm not going to win this. Switch it off. I you know it's weird. I I didn't strike you as such a I need a wins like for example you're playing Desperados three right now. If you and like Craig likes to do, you want to not kill anybody in the Wild West because you're weird. Yeah. If you fail at that, you start over. Right? Well, I, I play that. That's a different kind of game. That is just a big people puzzle. So the way I play that is I'll have one run on a mission where I'll poke and I'll prod and I'll do this, that I'll, I'll kill, I'll shoot someone, I'll cause a wee bit of a ruckus, I'll, you know, like I'll raise an alarm just to try and get the lay of everything. But that, Desperados and games like that, there is a solution. There's three guys standing looking at each other and you've got a particular set of skills, like, what's his face? And you know that you need to distract one of them to get the other guy to use a skill to do something. Like, there's a solution. It's, it is a big puzzle. That strategy is not... A, you can't solve a strategic thing with a like a puzzle. It's a different kind Ooh. of problem. Why... So why is it not just a, <clears throat> forgive the pun, a grander puzzle? As opposed to a 100-piece puzzle, it's a 1,000-piece puzzle. Well, it's like a 1,000-piece puzzle, but you you need to know if it's a 100-piece puzzle and you know that puzzle is three dead guys, you can kind of get there. If it's a 1,000-piece puzzle and you don't know what the picture looks like, it's a lot trickier. Okay. Sort of understand and the it pieces, when you put it that way. And the pieces keep moving and invading you. And your people keep on retaliating and rebelling. What is it, Amelie? I'm getting angry. Yes, you can eat noodles. <laughs> Goodbye. Oh, God, the dog. No, the dog. <laughs> <laughs> Not the dog. Don't eat noodle the dog. Eat the, your Etsu noodles. Yeah, so I, I'm not I, I'm not feeling defensive or anything about your line of interrogation. Um, Would you like me to move this light out of your eyes, or or, or what? <laughs> no, I'm fine. I'm really loving the water that's dripping onto my head that you've. Oh, good, down. good, 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 good. We've um, had pulling troubles. Oh yeah, no, it's it's just I think it's really difficult for me to get across how much different I feel this game is. But maybe it's because it hit me like an absolute ton of bricks. I did not know what to expect. I just thought it was a space... I thought it was going to be like a space frost punk or something like that. You know, you had one planet and you just had to make sure that it didn't fail. Like, that okay. would have been a game that I could take. But this is... Unless I'm, I've, I've been overwhelmed by it and I haven't quite managed to calm down from that, it just feels like a lot. there's a lot to it. Oh, oh, there, there is a buttload to it, and I don't think it helps. Like, like I imagine your story is something that happens quite a bit. Like, you yeah. started up, it's intimidating as fuck, 
And then you're just like, well, I don't have time for this. Or surely this can't be fun. And then you just don't try it. And I'm not trying to like evangelize to the masses. Guys, grand strategy. It's the way you need a very specific kind of person. To like my daughter wouldn't play this if her life was on the line. She'd say, "Just kill me." <laughs> but I, I am curious, kind of like, um, like I view strategy games like I view fighting games in the fact of there's a reason why this became a niche and not mainstream. What is the reason? Because I'm inside the niche, I can't objectively observe it. So you're, you're it's, that's why I like to question you about some of these things. Yeah. Um. Oh. Is the niche like a lot? Maybe a lot of people. Are, maybe I'm just a, not a normie. I no, need a no. win. Even on a, PC, yeah. these things are still kind of niche. Like Paradox is one of maybe a handful of companies that still make strategy games like this. Most people have switched to other things like RTSs or you know, um, mm-hmm. um, tactical roguelikes or yeah, that kind of thing. So. Yeah. Actually, you know, like, the difference between an RTS, like, an RTS, what would you say is the best RTS or the biggest? That... (laughs) Which baby do you like the most, Dave? I mean, the biggest one is probably StarCraft 2. Like, like, or used to be. Um, But... Okay, right, go with with StarCraft or go with any... Like, any RTS, you use the other one there, which is where I, I think things like Desperados, is it's not strategy, it's tactics. It's real-time tactics. I get, I can do real-time tactics. Real-time strategy is a different kettle of fish. Okay. Does, does, did the real-time put that much pressure on you? Which we should say, there are three different levels of real-time. Think, um, again, another comparison would be uh, Sins of a Solar Empire. How you have like slow speed, normal speed, fast speed, and then pause. You can you can do this whenever you want. You just press triangle, you're good. Um, did did that put mental pressure on you? Even though there's no, a pause button, it didn't put any mental pressure. Right? Well, not mental pressure, but I just I am I ah uh, uh, what what am I trying to say? It wasn't like I felt pressured because you could pause it. But I paused it, and I honestly, I probably stared at it for at least half an hour, like, ah, ah, <laughs> clicking things. I, I, and I got nowhere, because the game's paused. I got nowhere. And then you unpause it, and then th- your wee, you know, space pod goes out to check out the next planet, and it turns out that planet's rich in magnolium, or whatever the hell it means. <laughs> magnolium, <laughs> I like that, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> whatever resource you need to see like it just felt so I, I i like being methodical and i like staring at something seeing the solution and then actioning that solution and that it's just not here because the scope is too broad okay all right so if there's no solution in sight you kind of waffle mm. As opposed to putting your head down and going, don't know if this is the answer, but this is what we're doing. That kind of... I get that to a certain extent. Like, I I get what you're trying to say, and I can kind of see the allure, but again, being brain Craig, I, I I need something to keep me actively 
worrying about the come to a solution isn't in any way enjoyable. And I worry. Well, alright, like, like, I'm gonna, alright, this is a safe space, Craig. Um, we, we only judge off air, not on air. Um, like, I feel that way a lot when it comes to strategy games. Like, there's a reason why in, uh, I'm good, I, 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 I have strokes. Um, <clears throat> there's a reason why I start strong and I finish strong when it comes to strategy games, right? Like, move. Yes, good in the end game, good in the beginning game. I can get a build order like nobody's business. But that middle ground is where I waffle and fail most of the time. It's because when you have 1,800 directions to go, picking one is super hard. Like, you're like, well, do do I go robots? Do I genetically alter? Do I expand more? Do I do I build tall? Do I build wide? Like like there's a bunch of different ways for you to try to achieve whatever goal you have set for yourself, and that's where I just kind of like start walking down one road, go nope no nope this isn't it, and then I go go down the other road. So for me, like the mid game when it comes to strategy games is my weak point. That's also where I tend to lose interest sometimes because I don't have a concrete problem to work towards. Like um. This game has something called crises, and what that does is it's something in the end game to where, let's say you're very good at manipulating the AI or whatever, and you you own a large chunk of the galaxy. It's a way to shake things up uh, that will just completely alter the game board. And like for example, uh, I think I told you last night about like uh, a time traveling criminal and a time traveling space force that comes in trying mm-hmm. to catch him, and they just start wrecking shit to try to get to this guy. Uh, there's also another one where it's like, oh no, somebody cracked open an egg, and now there's a space... Think like the Rachni in Mass Effect. Oh yeah, yeah. And they just start swarming everything. And at that point, you have a lot of like, well, I stand alone, this is my empire, this is a great way to get rid of my enemies, or you band together in like a federation and fight it off as, you know, a federation. Um, that's great. And they do have some mid-game things. But would it help if there were things like, like you know, on turn 10, you're like, uh-oh, the, the Rachni are starting to invade. We need to build towards something. Yeah. As opposed yeah, to saving it for endgame. Yeah, that's... Uh, yeah, even just, even just, like, a target. By turn 10, you need to do this or make sure this happens gives it a sense of achievement. Whereas there's no sense of achievement if I play this for 40 hours and end up everyone dies. Well, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day and it didn't last it forever. Wa- they die. Rome was built in a day and it still stands. No, no, sadly, sadly, there are no more Italians left. They're, they're all oh. dead. <laughs> it turns out... um. The Rachni invaded, and <laughs> Rome went down. Okay, no, this is fair. I'm struggling, much like, much like I'm struggling to tell you how overwhelmed I was with this game. It's trying to get across what make... I think it's because it's, it is a mix of a lot of things. Of, right, maybe that's the way to put it. There is a mix of a lot of things that I quite enjoy... Like, I like a bit of resource management, and I like a bit of politics, and I like a bit of this, that, and the other, and I like a bit of exploration. I like all of that, but maybe I just don't like it all together at once. That's you know, fair enough. 
you know, maybe you don't want a banana, strawberry, and blueberry smoothie, but yeah, strawberry, banana yeah. smoothie, but yeah, that's nice. I find it really difficult to... That's another another brain thing for me, but I find it really difficult that if it says, Craig, you have 100% and you've got to perform all of these things, I find it really difficult to go, right, 20% of me is going to go in exploration and I'll do a wee bit of this. and I'll, Like, whereas with Desperados or a tactics game or, or a puzzle or something, it's 100% of Craig is focused on this task. Again, it's not a multitask. I can multitask. But I can't, it's because everything affects everything. If you put too much effort into one bit, all of a sudden your resources are a negative. So I'm like, crap, what what do I do to make my resources go up? I go and explore over the... I, I feel like my crap strategy unravels really quickly. Well, yeah, I, I, think, I think some of that might be just not used to playing this style of game. And some of it mm-hmm. is genuinely not knowing what options are available to you. Like, for example, let's say you run out of food. Sure, mm-hmm. you could cull half your species and be fine. You could yep. also open up a trade and make a trade contract with another, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Empire, right? Yeah. You could also explore another planet and build a bunch of food things. Like, like You might not actually know all of the options. And I think that falls on the game. And I think, yeah. you, you know... Um, you know how games now, uh, again, this is completely out of the genre, but you're having more and more games have like a press start for help. And then you yeah. can scroll over something and it explains it in more detail. I think strategy games need to start doing that to get more people. Because if you're out of food and you hit start and you go up to the food things and it says that these are possible ways for you can fix this problem might actually help. And I yeah. realized to people like me that have played strategy games since they were a wee babian. That seems like heresy. Like, no, no. But uh, the the genre kind of needs to grow. Um, otherwise, you, you you would have just these games and they would never change. Point I have for... Not point. Question I have for you is... So, what if all of them were clearly delineated? Each phase of the game is clearly delineated like something like Darkest Dungeon. Where you have your HR phase and then you have your combat mm-hmm. phase. Oh if yeah, you, like that would take away all of yeah that that puts it into sections. It would absolutely if you had a you're plopped in the game. You've got an exploration phase. You've got a resource gathering phase. You've got a prep phase. You've got a combat phase, and you've got you know like the aftermath phase of you know figuring out what to do after combat. Like that even makes it feel more achievable. Okay, all right, because I was wondering like like um. Did you muck around at all with the combat in this? No, not not particularly. I, I got into a couple of fights, but just didn't. I actually at one point just switched off the game because I was just like, ah, I, uh, I've got these units. I've got units. What am I doing with them? <laughs> Don't mess I with really, me. I have I know, units. I, and I started, like, I read some, you know, like, things on the tutorials and what you want to do so you can have defense outposts or whatever the hell they were called and and you could kind of like gently defend yourself but i think at some point i told you i was doing that and you were like you're you, you're way ahead of where you, you need to be gathering resources instead of immediately yeah. thinking you're going to be attacked and stuff and it's th- there is an ebb and flow to this game that i don't have the patience to learn 
Um, alright, like, like, complete transparency, this was something I booted up and went, oh, it's one of these, and I got really excited, and then I immediately went to a YouTube video and watched maybe three hours worth of, alright, so this is how the game works, these are your options, when it says you have 42 food, this is exactly what it means, but that's kind of me knowing, alright, this is the process for me. I like to know yeah. how everything works, then form a strategy. You did come into this 100% blind and it <laughs> cold cocked you upside the head. So really don't does. feel bad about any problems, dude. Like that's this. It would be like if I threw you into a Tekken tournament and went, have fun. Go, go, go. Yeah. That, or if you took me and said, hey, go play Thief. I was like, oh no, no. Oh, no. Well, so I I, the way I thought about it was like, would be like, if you just played Miles Morales and you were like, oh, you liked playing a game in the third person, here's Dark Souls 2. <laughs> yeah, that's wonderful. <laughs> that's a yeah. great way to put it. And and as far as strategy goes, like not to be like, rup, 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 but uh, this, is, this is on the simpler end of strategy games that are grand strategy. Um, there, there are some whoppers that even I can't really get into because they're too complex. Okay, so um, one of the things that I really like about these kind of games is the um, customizability. And in this, what that means is you can pick a race, you can pick a species, you can pick a color of that species, you can say, these guys are egalitarian, these guys are democratic, these guys are an oligarch. Like, you can customize everything about the people you want to play as, down to their specific civics they use in their government. Does that have any attraction for you, or is that just a push it away and go, nope? <laughs> no, that's much like Reese with tomato soup. <laughs> no. Okay. Nope. Nope. No. Okay. Um, why, why do you hate the fungus people, Craig? It's not that I hate. It's not that I hate fungus people. I just think sometimes there's too much choice. Okay, now see that to me indicates a giant problem because you're a guy who loves player expression, and you don't uh -huh. get more player expression than what's in this. But when you go, nope, that's too much. I feel like something is either um, taught to you inefficiently, or you're bombarded with it. I think it's a bombardment because I, I like when you open it up when the the if you hit any RPG and the class selection screen scrolls down as you're going through the options, <laughs> and it's not just about it isn't just about you know like one or two stats here or there or the way something looks although it can be you've already before you've even got running you're already thinking. Is, are my people going to be the baddies? Are they going to going to be? This is going to be easier if they get on with other species. So that's important. But this is also. But these people, it, it openly says they're weak, but they're really good with tech and stuff. Like, like, what if we become the, you know, Geth or something like that? I don't yeah. know. Like, it just, it, it's just too much. Overall, okay. Again, but it, that's actually a, like a great thought. See. See, like Mass Effect. Yeah. <laughs> when you've got a wee bit of a universe to explore and some choices to make and stuff. That's the kind of space shit I like. I like that. This Okay. This is this could have been in space. It could have been, you know, Egypt, it could have been the Crusades, it could have been the oh, American oh, that Civil great. War. That's, I, that's, I know you I know that's to you. But 
it could have been any of these things and at the end of the day my best chance of getting it was space and I'm just not for it. That nope, that that's perfectly fine. Um and and I do not boy this sounds like I'm running for political office here, which by the way is something that you can do. Um there are elections that you can influence. There are like, oh my gosh, there's so much stuff to dig into. But again, that's not this type of show. Um, this is not me also looking down on it. Like I, I think the down on like people that don't get this kind of game. Not like you know, I'm not a Rick and Morty fan. That's all like you just don't get it. I, yeah. I think that it shows an inherent problem with the way these are presented. Now. I am curious because there is a part of this game that I still, after 40-something hours and not a one game, have not mucked with. And that is the shipbuilder. Have you... Did you even muck with that at all? No, you mentioned it to me before and I was like, that sounds like something I can do. And then I was like, no, this is not something I can... It's just fucked. <laughs> no. <laughs> Okay, like, All right, that's, if, that's if, fair. If at the start of the game it said, there's this, you know, like, space empire, do you want a role in it? And I was like, I'll be the shipbuilder. And the whole game was shipbuilding. I could oh, get kind of like it. a sports game's career <laughs> mode? Where it's yeah, like, choose yeah. a profession. Okay, yeah, that's choose, fair. Choose a profession. I'm, I'm down for this. The rest of it automatically chugs along. And every so often something happens. Oh, there's an invasion. We're going to need this special kind of shield, Craig, on the ships because... These people have got, you know, fire lasers. I'm like, yeah, fine. Okay. That's, you know what, like, like, the big thing about this is how overwhelming this game is. And I'm going to start wrapping her up because I'm, I got all my questions taken care of. Okay. Uh, there are some things I would like to talk about based just on a, like, tech level. First off, the fact that you can zoom in from a strategic oh, map all the way down to the ships wonderful yeah. it's cool like as, as i said there's things like that that make me think this but this is a good thing of these games the layout of the panels the layout of the metal although there's loads of buttons it's all fairly sensible you've got all your stuff at the top that you need to see the stuff on the left tells you all about you know what what your people are oh, up to oh, and the how, people what that put- translated this from pc to console did a bang up job yeah there's some unwieldy bits but it's good it's it's perfect. It's really good at doing what it needs to do. It just oh it just does Lord. what it does. <laughs> it just does what it does. It does it really well, which makes me like it even less. No, no, um, I'm like it. this this uh, playing this game was enough for me to finally pull the trigger on Crusader Kings three because it is the same people, and I'm like, boy, boy, I want more of this. Um, something else I would like to put in uh, a spotlight is, and oddly enough, the writers. The writers of this game did a very good job of writing things interestingly mm-hmm. enough to, even though you see some of the same events over and over again, like first contact, every time you make first contact with something, it's still interesting to read because they've done such a good job writing it. Now. Oh, go ahead. No, okay, sorry, it was just... You're right, everything in the game from the wee snippets from the bios of the species and stuff, it made me think of good good goodly written things, well written things like it what we have previously it embiggened the game and it made it more good or it's things <laughs> like when you look at the Witcher stuff that you pick up and you pick up like 
a book that's in a house that you would have never went into, and it's a full book that you've picked up, and you end up sitting reading this thing. Yeah, or, it's, yeah like Skyrim or yeah, Souls or anything. Yeah, all this uh, Souls is a good show. All this flavor that's built up. You are manage it you this is 100 percent flavorsome it's got msg sprinkled all over it and everything it's, it's so well written um I, there are a few negatives that i would like to get out in case people are curious about this i think the way every race plays is a little too similar like for example if you're playing as the bug people because you're a dirty rotten coward um they shouldn't populate the same way that like mammals do you should have interesting things to play those races. Like maybe since they lay eggs, your population doesn't grow until you get a huge burst because all of the eggs hatch. Like like things like that, where humans, sure, you have a you know nine month reproductive cycle, but other creatures don't. And you could have fun little differences in how they play. They are a little bit homogenous in how like the population works, and I find that a little a little boring. I realize I just said a giant streak of things that Craig is like. <laughs> so, um, other than that, and this is final thoughtsy. I'll let you finish this one out since this has been all about you, man. Um, oh, oh. <laughs> I feel this game. There's not a lot this game does wrong. To be a complete jackass, this game is stellar in what it does. I I think. Everything is laid out well on the console, and the only problems you're going to have with this is if you are deeply entrenched in strategy games. For a game like this to come to the console, first off, I think is a great trend. I'd love to see more games like this on console, because it's something that you don't find very often. And I think they did a very good job of translating it. Also, long live the Fungus Empire! <laughs> So go ahead, Craig. Uh, oh God! Right. So yeah, with a start, like with a start, I haven't I haven't really done that well. Uh, I I gave this my all. I did give it an inordinate amount of time, but it's just not the game for me. It looks very much like a good version of a grand strategy game. I know that other people that are recording right now. Um, and there's only one other person here, so you might know who I'm talking about. I know that that person is probably playing it right now, or at least reading about it. <laughs> um, it is sitting on my thing, like, as soon as uh -huh. I press X, boop, back in. Exactly. So I, I think it's, it's a testament to how good it is and how deep it is and how engaging it can be. But mechanically and depth, it's just not for me, and... I'm not particularly sad about that because much like your best MMOs and stuff, I ain't got a lot of time in my hands to sing. Uh, yeah, no, I know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it it's probably a godsend that I don't get on with it. I don't know, maybe maybe it's not. But I'm I am i am just happy I had I gave it a bash and I find I it hilarious that I just didn't know what to expect. The grand strategy thing really threw me. Oh, it's grand. a grand old strategy. <laughs> um, I, all right, and just just to be uh, double clear, this is not something where. Well, if the wrapper was different, I would enjoy the candy bar. No, this is a. It broke my teeth. Yeah, I'm never buying it again. Yeah, 
it's it's just it just is it's just not for me it's there's too much going on if it was wee chunks of it yeah if it was slightly different yeah but it's it's just not it's not it's not whisking the the eggs for me uh no meringue peaks just a puddle exactly. perfectly fine uh again uh, like thank you very much this was a big ask and i a big enough ask to where both mike and luke looked at it went Phew! And so that's fine. This was perhaps going to be a solo yeah. episode, what, but Craig what stepped up. It? What was it Mike said? About, did he just like, Boy, there's a lot say? of stuff going <laughs> on here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, it is a, uh, not a reward, but as a thank you to Craig, next week we are going to be talking about Viva la Revolution. Yes! We're talking about Steel Rising. Can't wait. A game to where talk you about manage the French Revolution. Um, you have lots of stats involved. <laughs> uh, your troop movement is paramount. Um, there are. This will not be the last strategy game. I will uh, probably throw in the queue because I love me strategy. But this will be the last grand strategy game, I do believe. Just like FMV games, you try it once and go, oh, okay. That's yeah, I think, I think we've, we've come to the end of... Well, the beginning and the end of Grand Strategy. We're pre- we've pretty much ran out of point-and-click adventures and FMV games, so we're, we're kind of thinning the genres that we're going we, to be playing. We haven't run out of point-and-click yet. There is that, what was it, the adventures of Mr. Uh, Mimpy? No, not Mimpy. Yeah, Mr. Clute. Mimpy, jeez. Mimpy? Uh, <laughs> Mimpy's a Mimpy's a cartoon, I think, or a, an animal. Oh, I thought it's it was like the sequel to Dropsy the Clown. <laughs> it's Mimpsy. Well, Mimpy is a dog platformer. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. It's going on to do with what we're talking about, but yeah, it, that Adventures of Clue, Mister Clue, I think it's Mister Clue, is interesting enough to. Yeah, we might do an episode. And and we will be doing other things in this genre, just not exactly this. Um, however, if you would like to talk about how much Stellaris is stellar, or tell me a wonderful story about your space fungus empire, must be fungus, then you can do so at thebiteffect.com, where we also have a, a form where you can suggest anything non-strategy. Well, no, wait, non-grand strategy. Um, and we would love to take a look at it. Other than that, thank you very much for listening, and we will catch you next time when Craig will dress up as Robespierre, and I will dress up like the random lady that I saw and ran past. (laughs) And thank you very much for listening. Craig, say something... No, 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 no! No. Say something vaguely inspirational and spacey. Uh... Um, to infinity and out there. <laughs> I was waiting for the second start of the right straight on until morning thing, but I'll take <laughs> to infinity and to the left. <laughs>